Welcome, welcome to Living on the with the Spectrum. I'm your host Tim, and Denisha. She is uh, running just a tad bit late. She's here. She was just doing the, the girl's hair, and um, I got my son. He's helping me in the background today with the cameras. But uh, today we just want to talk about we want to talk about not getting in your feelings today, and I mean that's something that's very easily to, to do. Not getting in your feelings today. Oh, it's not just going to be from a man's point of view or from your point of view, but I guess I'm going to be doing most of the talking. Um, but here, here we go. Let me just explain um, or just introduce myself once again. I need you on that camera, Nehemiah. Um, my name is Tim, Timothy Ashley. My wife's name is Denisha Ashley. Um, we're your hosts uh, with Living with the Spectrum, and uh, we come on here and we talk about life situations. We talk about our difficulties. We talk about our uh, good times. We talk about our achievements. We talk about so many different things as it deals with us and uh, reaching our goals with our children. And um, one of the main things that we want to discuss is, you know, not taking everything so personal. And for me, um it's, 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 I can't say it's quick to get, to get me to the point of where I'm argumentative or anything of that nature, but whenever there's some issues that arise, you have to learn how to just take a breath and breathe a little bit and not just jump to conclusions because things come and sometimes they come at a curveball and uh, we have to know how to tackle those things. And sometimes you don't know what you're tackling. You just have to take that time to take a, a quick breath and figure it out. So from uh, father's point of view, um, f- for me, it's, you know, men are, are very, you know, visual men in some, some ways could be impatient. Um, men in some ways could be patient at times. And um, when we don't understand certain things, there's times that, you know, we're not showing that we're not understanding. I mean, we could be closed off and because we have to have a certain perspective, right? Um, I don't want my wife to always see me. Um, I mean, I don't want to always feel like I'm finna or about to collapse um, or shut down um, when things arise. Like, say, for instance, when my daughter right now, she my middle daughter, Ivea, a lot of times she's um, she's very angry because she's the one that's nonverbal. And. um what happens was, I mean, is that, you know, she'll get angry and she'll hit the side of the, the door windows and um, she'll make noises. And because she's she's frustrated, and she's like, you know, no, you don't understand what I'm saying, but this is what I need. And she, even though she has a talking device, um, she doesn't always try to use that. And we try to, you know, get her to come back to using that that particular device. Even when she's mad, we're like, well, find your device or so on and so forth. And um, the first thing that comes to mind is how do we stop the anger? And I know that we shouldn't always think like that. We should think like, what is it that she's, what is it that she's angry about? That should be our, our first thing. So instead of just trying to quiet or just put water on, um, on the storm, or the fire. Um, my first, my first thought now, because of experiences, is um, how do we see what it is that she's she's wanting or what she's needing from us? And um, my wife, she may take it from another point of view, but we have to get her take on that when she comes. But there's some really times, there's uh, some really stressful times that come about uh, due to the fact of Nehemiah. I need you to zoom in and zoom out for that that camera okay all right i'm sorry about that uh there's times um where you would you just have to be on your your, your a game and you have to realize that dealing with this particular life where there's a lot of different emotions at one time there's a lot of different stresses throughout the day and it, you seem it seems like there's no break for you 
uh, based on, you know, the type of lifestyle that, that we live with having three children that's, that's on the autistic spectrum, you have to make it work for you. You have to have time where you schedule out and you have to have time where you're you're trying to um, take care of yourself as well. Do some good uh, self-help stuff you know, and some well care, self-care um, to make sure you handle things or that you have the strength to handle things. So uh, not being in my feelings, sometimes it's easy to get into your feelings because it's the environment that you're in most of the time. And you can get angry. There, there's things that trigger trigger you to want to shut down, trigger you to want to go just get away and, and um, move away from the whole situation. So I'm just speaking my truth regarding that. Um, I would say for parents that are out there based on uh, 10 years of experience, we have to, um, we just have to be mindful and mindful of, of what's going on. We got to just look at it as, as that it's an obstacle and that there's a way to handle it. And sometimes you may want to do research by looking on YouTube and seeing how other people deal with certain things, but uh, for me, you know, I try. I typically try to do a lot of reading. Sometimes I'll research on YouTube uh, to see how I can uh, best handle a certain situation. So I'm just trying to, at all times, not be in my feel, be in my feelings, but be at the the point of um, of just trying to be a good steward in those situations and try to stay on top of everything and try to make our lives easier with uh, being parents and um, especially parents of, of children that have these uh, special needs, superpowers. Oh, here she is. Hi, everybody. I'm here. <laughs> I made it. Oh, sorry. Oh, chair. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm tired, but yeah, like Tim was saying, um, I uh, have to do the girl's hair. I'm a licensed cosmetologist. I actually went to school um, to learn how to do hair because when we moved to Atlanta, um, one of my closest friends in Orlando, um, she used to do my hair and stuff like that. And when we moved, I didn't have anybody to do our hair and I was not about to spend a whole bunch of money um, to do hair. So... I went to school and um, now I'm licensed, but somebody's got to do it because if I don't do it, it can't get done. But shout out to my husband because he did help me today with um, bathing and washing, bathing and washing um, the oldest, I mean the youngest. And so it took a lot out off of my plate as far as having to wash, shampoo her hair, um, but she done fell asleep now. So we'll see <laughs> what happens. It'll get done, but it probably won't do exactly what I wanted to do. So, anyways, what's up, y'all? Thank you for joining us. I'm sorry, I'm late. Six. Episode six, living with the spectrum. Um, what are we talking about? Because I think he's got he he don't went. I don't think I went left. I just no. When I say went left, I don't remember us. Why is the TV still on? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll turn it off. Peppa Pig still in the background, y'all. Um, we found out that our youngest, Grace, really likes Peppa Pig. Um, so if that's what you were hearing, um, yeah, Peppa. Um, so what are we talking about? Talking about, you know, basically not being in, in your feelings because sometimes it's, it's easy to get angry and easy to, you know, just fly off the handle. And um, I think that we have to understand that, you know, it's part of the process of dealing with children that have special needs. And then there's some way that you can schedule time to do self-care in order to keep yourself from growing crazy and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just general, general what we're talking about tonight. Just checking the volume. Sorry, y'all. I didn't get a chance to do it last week because... I, and I heard everything you said, I promise. Okay, volume's working. 
Um, Eva had my phone. She wants more nuggets. Um, yeah. So initially, what I really wanted to talk about, and that's why he thinks I said he went left, because what I really wanted to do was give Tim the opportunity to talk a little bit more about how he has had to deal with things on a male perspective as a father. Um, Because a lot of times when you're in this role or you have children on the spectrum, um, the guys kind of get thrown to the back because we're the mothers and they don't really um, get the opportunity to really express how they feel and talk about what was going on in their minds when the diagnosis happened and, you know, all of these different things. Because as the mom, we're the ones who have carried the children for nine months. And, you know, y'all know, well, y'all are learning how I, you know, felt and continue to feel about the situation. So I was in the background, like, finishing up my daughter's hair and when I heard him, I'm like, that is not what we discussed. So I'm like, oh, Lord, he don't went left. But nonetheless, um, we'll, we'll talk about how I deal with. And then I was talking to him. I'm like, babe. Anyways, um, we're talking about how I deal with the stress. Um, I don't know if you guys have tuned in in previous episodes, but I now have a therapist that I see um, once a week. Well, I've been off. Well, I started the new job, and so I haven't seen her in about two weeks, which, you know, spoke with her today, and so we'll get back on the books this week. But I had to learn that I needed to, I needed another way, another outlet. I needed my, because my mental health started like my mental, my mind and whatever, all of that within me started to deplete. And the cares that I used to care about keeping myself up. Now, let's be very clear. I, you know, took care of myself hygienically, if that's even a word. But my hygiene has always been on point. But, you know, I, I'm very much a, a girly girl. And so I was, I'm into the lashes I'm into the nails. I'm into um, the hair getting done on a regular. What's wrong, babe? It's okay. I can still see myself. He's helping in the background, so he's worried that um, it went off. Um, I'm into dressing up, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So that part of me um, and, you know, wanting to do stuff, And once the diagnosis happened, that part of me kind of went into hibernation. I don't want to say died because, you know, gradually I bring it out. I'm not like I used to be, um, but gradually I do do those things. I try to keep myself looking presentable. Now, do I have my moments where I don't want to do anything but wear sweats and um, wear a hat? Yes, I do. I still have those moments. Um, So one of the things I had to do was get a therapist to deal with the stress and the anxiety because I ended up starting to have anxiety um, because just it was just so, so overwhelming and I was just so upset and I had fallen into depression or whatever. And I'm very good at hiding and um, covering up. I'm like my father. And it's it's a good thing. And but he also at the same time, um, he internalizes a lot of things or whatever. Um, and so I do the same thing. And a lot of people they don't understand that I may be feeling some type of way because I internalize it and I don't talk about, you know, what I'm really feeling. Please, she's sleeping. Um, so what happened for me was after Grace was diagnosed, which is our five-year-old. She was diagnosed at three. Um, I immediately just kind of went down. Not down like, oh, you know, 
but no, down. And my father and my mom was here and they were just, I think it was around maybe a holiday. I'm not even really sure. And then my health was kind of depleting. I am a um, long time asthmatic and all of the stress and anxiety and everything started, you know, what you call it, like um, aggravating. Um, I don't like to say my asthma, but this asthma. So they were here kind of helping us out or whatever. And so my dad was um, with us and he was like, um, he was like, I am worried about you. And I was like, why? Um, and he said, because you're not yourself. And I said, well, um, <laughs> I got a lot. I got a lot going on, you know. And he said, have you ever considered now this coming from a Jamaican, Jamaican man, you know what I'm saying? Like straight up from Jamaica, not born, not saying I'm Jamaican and was born in the States. No, he's from Jamaica. And so um, even in, you know, the African-American black culture, African-American, whatever, Mental health is not something that we talk about. And so imagine it coming from my father. I was like, I must be doing real bad, thinking that I was doing good. If my father uh, is worried about me. And so he was like, you know, I think you, have you ever considered talking to somebody? And, and I'm like, no, I mean, who am I going to talk to? I talk to you guys. And he was like, yeah, you got, you talk to me and you talk to your mom. And, but maybe you need to talk to somebody that's on the outside because you're changing. You're not as happy as you used to be. You're, you don't really laugh anymore. You ain't getting dressed. <laughs> and if you know my father, my father gets dressed to the nines just to go to the mailbox. Okay. Um, ironed shirt, pants, hat shaved and so he was seeing me constantly th uh, throw on sweats and a baseball cap or throw a little silk wrap around my head and go outside and he was just like uh-uh you know so he was extremely concerned so when he came to me and he said that to me I was like okay I'm not handling this as much as well as I thought I was and maybe I should look into speaking to somebody. Um, now, and I would talk to a um, very close friend of mine, um, call her my god sister. Um, she's a psychotherapist. And, but even so, I wouldn't completely just unload on her because that's her job. She deals with that on a, you know, 24, not 24 seven, but an everyday basis. And so I didn't want to throw my problems on her as well, as long, you know, along with everybody else's. So anyway, I looked into, um, and my 10-year-old wants more nuggets. So just, um, she wants more, Tim. Um, I, I immediately, eh, let's not say immediately, because that probably is pushing it. Um, here, I, um... Thought about it for a little bit, started doing some research or whatever. And um, I was like, well, let me look into it. You know, it can't hurt, you know. And so I found me somebody or whatever. And one of the things about um, mental health and therapy is, excuse me, Excuse me, I just cooked too, so I'm I'm tired. I done cooked, we done washed hair, but I done did hair, and I still got one two more hairs to do, including mine. Um, I, that was just a little side note. Um, one of the things about therapy and mental health is you want to make sure that you find a therapist that you feel comfortable with, regardless of the color. You also want to be able to feel like you can talk to this person about any and everything. Um, and so me being a Christian or whatever um, was very important for me to be able to talk about my faith. Now, 
I don't think that the person necessarily has to be a Christian, but I do want them to understand my core values. Okay. And so that was something that me and Tim had to discuss and he wasn't really feeling the idea that my therapist wasn't necessarily going to be, wasn't going to be a Christian, but as long as I can explain who I am and then talk about God and then be me, that's what was important to me because clearly I was slowly falling. Um, so found somebody, she, um, really good person. And I've been seeing her going on two years now. Yeah. It's been about two years. And it is a, daily battle. Um, I have my moments where I'm like, is this even working? And there are times that I'm asking, I'm like, am I even making any progress or whatever? And she'll say to me, you know, you guys have so many. Are you okay? Okay. As remember, I said like in the second or third that he's dramatic because he gets it from both of his grandmothers. Yeah, that's what we deal with right now. One of his dramatic moments. Um, I, I would say, I would say, with um, the therapy thing, because on the outside looking in, you know, what everything that's going on with you, you know, I think that it, it works, and I think that it, it it's a thing that's a process. You know, you don't. We're not saying that we're going there to be cured, but we're there to work out certain situations in our lives and to look at it from a different perspective and see how we can handle it. Absolutely. You know, um, for me, I mean, it's, it's a, it could be an uphill battle, but I understand that it's a battle, Absolutely. you know, and not to be negative most of the time, because even though there's challenges, you know, there's, there's some great things that they go along with how they show you love and, how they, they hold you and how they hug you and smile in your face and grab your cheeks. And, you know, they show you love in a way that you've never seen it before. Mm -hmm. And they're very trusting of their, of their parents. So that's, that's a blessing. I think that that's a, that's a big blessing. And to see them go through leaps and bounds from areas that we didn't think that they were going to excel in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like a year ago or so on and so forth. And then now they're, they're actually on top of it and mastering certain things. It just makes it just brings my heart joy, you know. So that's that's just where I'm at with the whole situation. And you know, we're talking about how it how it affects us and how we deal with it. And from a father's point of view, like I was saying earlier, you know, fathers are are um, told to Me, that's they're told to basically Sorry. or um, to hold your emotions in. And, you know, sometimes I, I break down. Sometimes I, I just feel like I can't face the world because of some of the things, some of the challenges that, that we go through. But all in all, it, it's made me a lot stronger. It's made me a lot stronger. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, something's about to power off. Oh. I'm sorry. He got the Lysol and he is going to town in the bathroom with the door closed. Don't, please don't do that. That is not safe. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, um, so it pulls me in and out. I'm sorry, y'all. Like I have to multitask <laughs> because what y'all don't see behind the scenes is it's a lot going on now. One of our kids, the five-year-old, she is asleep for the night. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, but the older two are still awake. And so again, it's still, is he done? Or you still need him? Still. Oh, okay. Well, he working behind the camera and he is doing the absolute most. Okay. He's very distracting. Anyway, um, go ahead, Tim. Did I interrupt you? That was not my point. No, no. I mean, our lives are are upside down every now and again. So, um, every now and again. Well, I mean, every day, basically. So it's, it's nothing new. You start getting used to it after a while. Um, yeah, basically, from a, a father's point of view, you know, men really don't deal with emotions well. And I'm not saying that you just um, completely just 
cry all the time or so on and so forth. You got to learn how to how to deal with these things. You know, uh, one thing that I, I love about about the Bible, you know, we're faith people is that is that you get gifts when you overcome certain things. Um, there's like a reward for overcoming certain things. So if you see that there's an obstacle and you tackle it, there's a reward in that. You know, it, it's not like, well, we've we've got this, so let's just stay here. No, there's a reward. There's an enjoyment. There's so many emotions that, that go into um, learning how to um, get to the next level that um, allows you to become a better person. So for me, even though it's a challenge, even though it's like, man, you know, why we got to go through this? It's like, man, but look at the things that we're overcoming. And, you know, I can't say that we're putting the, every piece of the puzzle together, you know, like we want it to, to be done. But the progress is very, very rich for me. So I enjoy that. I enjoy being able to hang out with Nehemiah and him before he didn't he couldn't even give me a conversation. It was just a little word here and there, or he would copy what I was saying. But now I'm able to sit down and have a full-fledged conversation, and I get enjoyment because his vocabulary has grown so much. I'm like, man, where you learned that from? Yeah. I didn't even know you thought like that. Look, he throw us for a loop all the time, and we'd be like, did you hear this? (laughs) He is the funniest thing ever. Um, Go ahead, babe. Sorry. No, no. Just um, just showing and you know how i feel about certain things um yeah. like he's laughing in the, in the background a there's good not, thing another good thing about it is that our children <laughs> are happy nothing's happening you know he's laughing he's just laughing he's just sitting there just laughing drama do you understand King. But, but that makes me feel good be, because our, our kids are happy they are very happy you know i mean it's showing me that we're doing something right you know yeah. that we create a safe place for them and that's what we want to share with you guys. You know, uh, we want to get to know the people that are out on the other end and create a community to where, you know, in some way or some form that we get together, whether it be online, whether in person, when things start clearing up a little bit more, but seeing how we as a community can help raise our children together. And if you're going through something that I've been through, I can pull you up to speed and tell you you're able to, to make that. You're able to make it out of that. And the same thing for us. There's some things that we're going through that you may have gotten out of. And I need hope in that area. So that's that's what that's what it is for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. But this section of what we do is the podcast. Like where this right here is what? Oh, (laughs) here. (laughs) The back camera. My bad. Um. This section of what we do is definitely our journey, what we deal with, how we overcome certain things. And if you definitely have questions or topics that you want us to talk about, you can email them to us. Um, And so I was talking to, now we did also do, side note, follow me. Um, We had our first um, support group yesterday at 12. Um, And so that is where we want to create this sense of community in this support group we don't want to always just be having this podcast now we are going to be having the podcast but we don't want to just do the podcast we also want to have a support group and create that sense of community so that you do have the opportunity to talk to each other and to us and we kind of just figure this thing out together um so we um, are going to do the support group once a month um, in the beginning. Um, and so just kind of look out for that. But um, why is it echoing? Or was that just me? Oh, okay. My bad. Um, power off. Zoom it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, just say the words so you know what to do. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. We're trying to keep it as, as professional as possible. I mean, but, you know, but it, it is what it is. This is you, you know, keep trying to make this thing professional, and we're doing like we staying on task, but we can only be who we are. Okay, we're the Ashleys. Our oldest son is 12. He'll be 13 in 
a week, two weeks, almost a week and a half. Yeah. And matter of fact, give it up for Nehemiah. He's on the camera back there. He's on the main camera. Okay. He's giving us the two shot yes, right now. I was about to say that, but go yeah. ahead. So, yeah, basically. And he's working on a camera. So we there we know that there are things like that's a great that's a huge stepping stone. The fact that he is manning the camera and has autism. You know what I'm saying? And it's like he may be putting on a show behind the camera. But nonetheless, the job is getting done, right? Okay. So just getting back to the the matter at hand, you know. I wasn't done. <laughs> you're, you're not done? I was you took a breath, so I thought you was you were done. Oh, so because I breathed. <laughs> hey, say what you're gonna go say. Ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, so I mean there's different ways that we handle situations. And the reason why I'm saying not get into your feelings is that you can't just get angry and just want to blow up when you know your child is angry or when you don't understand or where you're confused sometimes you may have to just take a break because you're always climbing a mountain anyway mm -hmm. and when you're climbing climbing a mountain depending on how high that mountain is you take a break and then you look at how much further you have to go so that's one of the things that we have to do dealing with our children and you know it's good to have a support system around you to where you know you have people that are, are helping you out or you know giving you hope um or that are in in your life or your lives um helping you to make it through or coaching you through it mm -hmm. you know especially if they're going through the same things that we're going through then there's a brotherhood there's a sisterhood that's there because i know that you're on the same journey and that's that's all that we're doing here so you know um and also, I have to mention that we're on a multitude of platforms. You can catch the podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Deezer. Um, we're we're just basically everywhere right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what would you want to say? No, go ahead. I'm. I, you know, I, I laughed because Tim is gonna throw his commercial in there, or what you call it, phasing. What'd you say it was called? What do you mean? When you talk about like the different areas that we could be watched or listened to, that's just platforms. Yeah. So. I, well, to me, it's called a commercial, but you know, I'm, I'm, I've been told that I'm very old school. I'm a younger person, but I'm very. I, what do they say? I have like old, old soul, soul. Yeah. Um, which is very true. Um, but anyway, um, I'm sorry. I I I, I was saying something, but. Yeah, but just to piggyback off of what you were just saying, you know, we have to think about how we can also create self-care for ourselves. So, okay. So since we're talking about that, what yeah. are, one, what are some of the ways, because I talked about what I do mm -hmm. and how I've been able to maintain somewhat of some type of sanity. Mm -hmm. I may not, may not always be sane. No, I'm always saying, but I may not always feel like I got it put together or whatever. Um, but what do you think that as a man and as a father with three children on the autistic spectrum, what are some of the outlets that you have um, to kind of. <laughs> OK, the kind of um, outlet. OK, some outlet could be based on some of your gifting. What do you do? What what I do um for me it could be um you know reading, could be studying the bible, could be praying, it could be doing exercises, getting my mind off of things that are, you know, that are happening. Um it could be just, you know, if the kids are about to melt down. Uh, I know it's pretty cold now, but generally what I usually do is I take them to the park or do something to get them, you know, all stirred up, but at the same time, as I'm watching them, <laughs> they're out <laughs> running around and so on and so forth. I have a peace of mind. Just um, normally in the backyard, but he says running backyard. around. Yeah, sometimes now, we go to the park. You know, well, yeah. mostly because you remember you bought the tramp. We bought the trampoline. You bought a swing and a batting cage thing. Yes, so, yes. So the backyard is is kind of like a a miniature. Go back around the other way. It's kind of like a miniature amusement amusement park for them 
So, yeah. So, I mean, I batting cage, I have um, the trampoline. You know, I, I want to get stuff that I like to do, too. So, you know, if we're, they like to jump, I like to jump around. Or even going out on the trampoline alone. Sometimes I would go out on the trampoline in the backyard alone, put my headphones in, listen to some music, do flips, or, you know, just do something that, that's going to make you feel good. And, you know, because a lot of times we, we feel like we're not living life. We feel like we're constantly uh, battling and we're, we're constantly, constantly not living. So you have to create a space where you're living, a living space. Right. For yourself. So how do you feel? Um, coming this way. Um, now, what was your take on therapy? Therapy, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, my wife <laughs> says that I'm, you know. His wife what? Now, when y'all no, no, gonna no. get to know, I be the cause of a lot of things. So what did your wife do? No, I mean, during therapy, you're like, well, you know, you, you act like you're a therapist. You know? Yeah, because how you all be in therapy talking to other people and giving them advice, and then the therapist talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I'll take that into, I, I've never, no, that's not what they, we're doing. No, but see, here's the thing. These people get gaining information from you, and I'm sitting here like, that is not what therapy is about. Like, I get, like, there may be times that, I may say something or he may say something that may be enlightening to the therapist, but I'm not expecting them, them to let me, I'm expecting them to like think about it and say, Oh, okay. I'll keep that in mind or whatever. Or if I'm explaining something to my therapist, she may say, Oh, wow. I've never thought of it like that. Okay. That makes sense, but not yet. You know what I mean? Like they getting some therapy but too. But you know, I'm, ex I'm an exciting person. So when, when I'm talking about my life and I'm, um, you know, babe, and my, my, you was like ministering to the people and it was like, that's I'm, not what we're I'm, doing. I'm just saying this. I mean, my family, we're good storytellers. I'm not as good as my mom or my sisters or anything like that. But whenever, whenever we're able to sit down and be able to talk to someone about a story, they could see what's going on. And then, you know, they see I got a good head on my shoulders and that I'm, I'm thinking about doing optimistic things and helping other people. So, I mean, they sit back they're They're amazed. They're like, well, that's a good, that's a good. Um, how idea. is that helpful to his mental health? Because he knows how to talk. That's why I would say, well, I was telling him like, dude, you got to get up in there and be real with these people. Tell these people how you feeling. Like, he wasn't wanting to do that. That's why I'm no, asking I, him. I'm not, but I'm not saying I wasn't doing that. It's just that I have so many dreams. I'm a dreamer. I'm a person that, that has a lot of live parts moving on the inside that are trying to get out. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm telling, you know, the person about my life and so on and so forth. And my whole life is like a movie. So it's it's kind of like, you, you know, never lied, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm just... I'm just stating and telling you what my truth is and what I have to offer. And then when they hear it, they're like, okay, wow, you made it through this, you made it through that, and so on and so forth. And, you know, and the ideals that I have, you know, like when I was starting the anger management and the reason, reasoning behind it and so on and so forth. So, I mean, they look at it and they like, I'm a likable person when you really sit down and talk to me. Yeah, but you're not there for likings. <laughs> you're there to get but again, therapy may not be for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted him to, I wanted him to, you know, get therapy because it was something that is helpful to me. And he, as well as being the father, I felt like he needed to be able to open up and talk about how he was really feeling. But again, you have to be comfortable with the person that you're talking to. Me, I'm comfortable with my therapist. I talk about whatever I feel like talking about. If I want to say, um, if I want to talk about race, I'm going to talk about race. Um, if I'm talking about my um, salvation or my relationship with God, I'm going to talk about my relationship with God. If I'm going to talk about my husband, I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. That's what I'm going to do because... That and I'm not they're saying against you, yeah. But what I'm saying for me, because I know I needed to be able, I was piling up, yeah, all of this stuff, you know what I mean? Like, 
I'm a pretty like I think I'm a likable person too, but and I I'm loud and laugh and all of that kind of stuff. But the person that I was becoming, yes, I was still going to church and yes, I was doing my duties as I was supposed to be doing in the choir, praise and worship team, all of that or whatever. But inside, mentally, I, I was like still dying. dying. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so actually before, because we were attending this one church mm-hmm. and things, nothing major happened or whatever, but God moved us and we started our own ministry or whatever. I'm being a little transparent or whatever, um, because that's what I do. Um, and we started our own ministry. And in the midst of that, that's when, and we had a, a salon as well. And we were open to the autistic community and we were constantly trying to usher in, you know, our people or whatever. And I called them our people, our family, because we are, we're that this community that we're, you know, looked over or whatever. So anyway, yeah, the autistic community. Yes. Um, during that time, um, we had the ministry, we had the salon and, that's when Grace was diagnosed with autism. And it was like I had no more get up and go. I had no more desire to do hair. I had no more desire to have a salon. I had no more desire to minister to anybody. I And I'm being very real with you because being a follower, being a Christian, your faith in this, and, and I was talking to my therapist one day, and she was like, think about all, all of the people that had a relationship with God, and because, you know, something happened along the way with their children being diagnosed with autism, their relationship was broken away from Christ. And think about how you would be able to, you know, kind of talk about your journey and how, although you did not, you decided to hang on and stick in there, I was still very hurt and broken. And I was still working, like I said, but I could, it was like, I shut down. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. So I stopped going to the salon. Like I just stopped. I was, I, my anxiety had shot through the roof. Um, I was doing my job as making sure that my kids went to school. I was making sure that their hair was done. You know, the stuff that had to be done so that nobody was going to call the people on us. You know what I'm saying? But the extra, I didn't have it in me. So didn't have the drive. I, I had no drive. And um, I need people to know that even when you are a follower, even when you are a Christian, um, you ha- that happens. But you have to make the personal decision. And you have to think like, okay, what am I going to do to make to make sure that I hold on, not to make anything happen because I can't make nothing happen. I can't change the situation. It was already done. You know what I mean? She had already been diagnosed. And again, my father came to me and he told me that I was go- not going, but that I would, the life that I he was used to seeing in me was just, I was depleting or whatever. And you want to go say something? Yeah, I was going to say that at that particular time, it had gotten so bad. Um, a couple months later, you ended up leaving. Well, I wasn't going to go there yet. Yeah, but, but I mean, but they have, they have to, because we're talking about being in our feelings and we're talking about the, yeah, but the see, whole thing. Yeah, we're going to get to that because, yes, yeah. I left, okay? But we wasn't there yet. I yeah. was trying to say, and I'm going to let him talk about it because this might be helpful to him because clearly he got some feelings about it. But what I was saying was we were tested and we were tried and we ended up having to, you know, return back to this ministry or whatever. And in that, all we could do and all I could do was be poured into. I had, when I tell you we let the salon go, um, I can remember this broke my heart to the utmost. Um, the last streaming that we had, it was in 2019. It was, I think it was September or October. I don't know. Anyways, and then um, Tim had started working nights or whatever. 
And I noticed I say or whatever a lot. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to use another filler. But so everything had kind of started getting put on me. And I was like, I can't do this. I don't have it in me. But I was still trying to make something happen. Ex explain that when you say everything was put on you so that we can understand a little bit for the audience. You're basically saying that, you know, because I was working nights I and I was tired during to, the day, there's cer uh, certain things I wasn't, wasn't able to help you with. Right. Like anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just Nothing. left you cold turkey. He just checked out. And that's why I wanted him to go to therapy because regardless of what he checked out, he was there physically, but he had mentally checked out as well. But why? Because I was working long hours and <clears throat> at night. And how it was we started at a certain time, 6 p.m. And we finished. Um, how it worked is that we um, we left the job whenever we finished. So it wasn't a set schedule. So sometimes I could work from 6 uh, p.m. and get off at 10 in the morning or so on and so forth. So that that's how it was. So I would sleep most of the day until it was time for me to get back up. Correct. And that's I wasn't able to help her with but a, then, a, a lot of the things that you know yeah but also even as it being a fresh diagnosis and not really expecting it like you look for that person that you know is closest to you to be able to kind of be that that person that you need and it wasn't there and and not anything against him look we've resolved most of the issues i guess but of course nothing's perfect Anyway, I said all of that to say that we had a period of just, we were just going to church and fellowshipping with the people and just sit down, please. I don't want you to get hurt. Thank you. Um, and getting poured into, that was it. We it wasn't nothing extra, um, and of course at as at a certain point, you know, we started implementing ourselves back into services or whatever. And um, is that what you? Oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. I again, all over the place, but mind the business. That's my business. Stay in my lane. Cause I know absolutely nothing about cameras. Um, so again, we slowly but surely implemented ourselves back into um, trying to do things in the ministry or whatever. But what I'm saying is we, I, I, I couldn't do anything. I had nothing to give anybody. And so for me, um, going back to how I, you know, kind of, what was the question? I'm sorry. The question it was just uh, how I, you know, dealt with certain things. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't deal with it very well in the beginning. I did not. And that was one of the things I wanted to kind of discuss on the podcast. Like, what do you do after the diagnosis? Is how do you get back to the new normal? So I guess that's gonna be next episode because we already well off into this one. But nonetheless, I did nothing until I don't, I don't want to say that I hit rock bottom, but I was like, I had gotten to the point where I, my, I didn't, my anxiety was so high. I could barely get out of bed and function. I, I would have anxiety, anxiety attacks would come on from nowhere. And I, my therapist was telling me like, you probably need to go see a doctor and you may need to take some kind of medicine. And so for me, I was, I've always been the type of person that I don't like to take anything extra because being an asthmatic um, and having the history of asthma, I've always been on some type of medicine from the moment I was diagnosed. I've always, or whatever. So I've never been the type of person to want to take anything extra. As a matter of fact, I don't even take all my asthma medicine like I'm supposed to. Um, but I'll, you know, tell nobody to do that. Take your medicine like you're supposed to. Um, but I had to because my, I was, I was imbalanced. And so, you know, went to the doctor, seen the doctor, whatever, and he prescribed some things or whatever for me. 
And I did not take them all the time. I only took them when I, the anxiety came on or if I was in the bed and I couldn't drag myself out, Tim would come in and be like, babe, you know, why don't you come out in the living room and let's watch a movie or why don't you come out in the living room and let's do something? And I just, I couldn't. I was depressed. depressed. I was bound to the bed. I wasn't working at the time. Um, and so the person that I am, I've always worked. I stopped working in 2012. The Lord blessed us for me to meet, be able to come a stay at home mom or whatever. But that was never a desire of mine. I've never been the type of person to say, oh, I can't like, yes. Oh, I can't wait to have kids, but I can't wait to be a stay at home mom. I've always been the one to say, I want kids, but I also want to work. I want to be able to, you know, people that you see on TV, they got jobs, a husband and a wife working. They go pick up the kids. They come home. They're cooking dinner. They're having their talks about how after how school was, how work was. They're sitting at the table. <coughs> Excuse me. And they're talking about their day. That was what I wanted. And that is not what was happening in my life. I was getting hit and knocked down every couple of years with this monster called autism. And so um, it, that it overtook me. Um, and so one thing that helped me was starting to put myself back into singing because I sing, Tim sings. And we had stopped. See, we didn't have a song no more. Now, you know, when the things that you love to do, you no longer want, have a desire to do it. You feel like you don't love it no more. You just, you don't want to do anything. That is where we were. And so when the opportunity was presented to me at the um, ministry, hey, um, why don't you, you know, anytime you're ready to get back on the praise team or whatever, let me know and, you know, come on. And I was, you know, very hesitant. But, you know, it was like, what else you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything else you are trying to do isn't really doing, it's not giving what you needed to give. And so I was like, okay, let me just give it a try and see what happens. And so I feel like slowly but surely, once I started doing and using the gifts that God had given me, I literally, you know, kind of started building we, well, I'm speaking for myself and Tim will definitely speak for himself, started building back up. Yes, I was still going to therapy faithfully. Trust me, faithfully. And I did have to start taking the medication, but all of those those three things and going to therapy, learning that, you know, D, you probably need to find a part-time job or you probably need to get out of the house and do stuff. Because when you don't leave your house and when you don't, like, yeah, you take your showers or whatever, but you're not doing anything productive, like going outside and doing little things for yourself, it's like you get lost. And so that's where I was. And so... I ended up again. What are you doing? He's again, a whole show was going on behind me. <laughs> I'm over here pouring my heart out, and he over here in a high school musical. I don't know, but thanks be to God, I will not complain because again, he is way beyond what we were told he was gonna be. Anyway, um, yeah, so slowly but surely, I started being building I started building myself back well the Lord started building me back up and not saying that every day was a good day because every day was not a good day but I can say I am farther now than I was before I no longer want to just lay in my bed and do nothing and do I have my moments or the days or times absolutely 100%. But I feel like once I literally started doing a little bit for me, you know, I started learning how to do my own nails and I don't really do them now, <laughs> but I have everything you need 
for a, a nail salon upstairs now. Um, I started learning how to do my hair with different styles. You know, we like to change it up as black women, change it up to different types of things. I started learning how to do lace front wigs and, you know, all of these different things and lashes on myself. All of the stuff that I used to love to do, I started kind of doing it on myself just to kind of bring some fulfillment to my life. You know what I mean? It was therapy because my therapist was saying, why don't you do this? Why don't you, you know, at least do this for yourself. And, you know, ask him if it's okay if you go out for an hour, an hour and a half and just go Excuse me, to Walmart, because you know Walmart can be a whole mall for us. I used to go drop them off and go to Walmart and be there for like two hours and find, either walk around and just kind of, you know, decompress or, you know, shop. But um, that is some of the ways in the beginning of after the third diagnosis. And I will say we ended up closing the factory because I was like, I can't. I had no problems with being pregnant, actually loved being pregnant, but just a lot of people, a lot of women, that's a determining factor. If there's a possibility that you can have more children that are autistic, a lot of women are very afraid to have more children. And the fact that it happened to us three times, I was like, no. Because it's a lot of work. It's a lot you know. of work. It's a blessing. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. love each and every one of my kids to life but it's a lot and it does determine your family and if you want to and if you don't want to and after that it was like I was for me and I don't know about Tim I was glad that you know we had made well I had made the decision to go ahead and make sure that you know what I could do to make sure I don't have no more kids but you know I know I don't have the final say but what I'm saying is I just said I can't do it no more. Now, if circumstances were different, would I have possibly? But you probably have like ten kids or something. No, not ten, <laughs> maybe one more. But I'm okay. I'm good. You know, I I haven't had baby fever in five years, so yeah, it's giving what it needs to. No kids. Your turn. And um, just for me, no I mean, more kids. For me, <laughs> the self care is is very big. And if you're not doing that, you're not really living, to be honest with you. Um, for me, when we had to go back, well, we went, decided to go back to the other ministry. For me, ministry is is something that's therapy for me. Right. You know, being able to um, help, help people, mm -hmm. help other people and be able to pour into them, mm -hmm. you know, get away from my situation for just a little bit and mm -hmm. just you know, see how I can help some other 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 people or person. Our persons, mm -hmm. um, that's therapy for me, you know? I mean, that's- Did you feel like you were ready to do it as soon as we went back? Where were you at? At first, I, I wasn't. It took me about a couple months to get my head back in the game, and then I was just ready to go. I was like, it's, it's time to yeah. you know, stop moping around, and it's time to get back to business. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't really flowing for me like that. So, I mean, I, I stayed as long as I could to- um, just to try to make things work, try to work, I mean, see where I, I fit in at. And it was really no place for me. So, I, you know, I was like, well, let's um, just try it from home and just see what, what we're doing. I wasn't see how really going to go there. You know. <laughs> but, yeah, I wasn't really going to go there. We're, yeah, we're not going there. I, we're wasn't just gonna, to, I don't want to say. I mean, it was, so it was a good ministry. I mean, it was a good ministry, and it, is, it still is a good ministry. So, I mean, I. I have no, nothing bad to say about it. It's just you have to do what's what's right for you. There you go. And it's so, not to say that there was no place for us. I will say that our season was up. It was time for us to move on and do what it is that we are meant to do. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Yeah. So we, um, we wish we wish everyone well. Okay. So go know. on because I feel like. But know. yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we we're, we're moving on. But I'm just talking about the therapy aspect of you know some some of the things that you like to do just get in there and, and just do what what's good for you and i'm not saying you know just i'm just gonna go do me i'm not in a selfish way but you know like activities to help you further along your your peace of mind right i thought your head was cut off i'm sorry is it yeah 
Cameraman's not doing his job back there. He's he done clocked out. He done clocked bro. out, right? He's done. Well, um, <laughs> you should see the faces. He's like, I ain't asked for this job anyway. So <laughs> listen, we're already an hour in. Are we? Yeah, we're an hour. I in. mean, I'm not an hour in because I was technically late. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Um I I I I'm appreciative of this outlet because we went to my in-laws shout out to my in-laws i told them to watch us today so i don't see that (laughs) i don't see them but nonetheless i love them and we went over to um hang out with them because we hadn't seen them in about a month or whatever and um maybe about three weeks uh, about a month and so um i was tim when he gets to his mom's house he clocked all the way out do you hear me he went in his mama room. He went in, he got to bed and he was done with his clan. Um, so and which is fine because me and his sisters, we have an amazing relationship, and my niece um loves the kids. And so again, I clock out as well as much as I can. I'm in the room and stuff like that and helping, but she does a lot, you know, to kind of alleviate some of the stuff that we have to do. And I love, I love her for it. Thank you so much. Um, don't forget we need you next Sunday. Um, so we were talking or whatever, and I was asking, I was like, Hey, you know, did you guys know that me and your brother have a podcast that we do every Sunday night at seven? And they were like, We think we see saw a little bit, you know. You know, nobody never wanna say, No, we never catch you. But um, I I'm okay with that because we're fairly new or whatever, and we're still trying to learn how to advertise and get out there or whatever. But talking to them and just giving them a little bit of an overview of what we talk about and what we do they were genuinely happy for us you know what i mean like they were so like oh my gosh i wish there was something like that out for uh, out there for us when you know we were raising kids because now all of their kids are older um some grown and you know some teenagers um but they were genuinely like dialed in, tuned into what, you know, I was telling them and kind of explaining to them what we do and what we talk about. And I'm just appreciative of them just listening because they were just like, wow, they were just, they were like, okay, so you talk about this and it must be a therapy to you guys. And honestly, this is a form of therapy and an outlet for us because, excuse me, I'm sorry, (laughs) that bolognese is you know, giving me reflux acid. <laughs> um, it is a form of therapy because although we're not going to bear our complete souls to you guys, but we're still very transparent. And I am. I'm not the type of person that I want to hide or pretend. That was one of the things that we talked about on the first episode in every episode. There will be times that you see our kids walk in and out of the frame. There will be times that you hear, you know, one of our kids having a tantrum or whatever the case may be. Um, because that's just who we are. We can't hide it. When you have, when you live this life and you're really living this life and you, um, of autism, that's what happens. You, you can't have a busy pretend. life. It's, it's busy it's all the busy. time. It's always something going on. Now it's quiet. Then it, it, it's quiet up in here. And that is very rare. So I'm going to go ahead and let him shut this thing down so I can get me a peace of mind. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I appreciate each and every one of you guys that, tunes in and watches us shout out to uh kingston jamaica yeah shout out to my sister sister. she watches all the time or whatever and i love her and i thank you for doing that and all of the people my um other my other guy sister shout out to her and her husband they watch us all the time i appreciate beach florida um everybody i don't know who watches and who doesn't watch but if you like what you see please like it subscribe Sh- uh, shoot we're, us on, a comment. we're on YouTube. We're on uh, Facebook. Share on your Twitter. page. Oh, one of my our closest friends, best friends here in Georgia. Watch. You know what I'm saying? So share it. Let people know that hey, my my homegirl, my homeboy, whatever, my brother, my sister, they have this going on. And even if you don't have it in your immediate family, somebody may know somebody that knows somebody that needs this help. You know, so get the word out. Get the word out. Yeah. All right, so this is season, actually episode six, and we were just talking about, you know, um, dealing, you know, how to deal with certain situations, you know, and not to be in your feelings. So, you know, it's going to be available 
audio um, will be available tomorrow. And uh, we appreciate you guys supporting us. Uh, thank you for whoever showed up at the support groups. And we're yes. going to keep, you know, keep diving in and keep giving um, a safe place for other people, especially with this platform. So God bless you all. And one more thing. I'm so sorry. So this being the month of February, not everybody celebrates Valentine's Day. And I understand a lot of people, um, you know, say it's a made up holiday, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Um, and to each his own, me and my husband will be celebrating because we deserve it. Um, dressed up all of that, having a dinner date with um, a group of friends that we hadn't seen in a minute. So I'm very, I'm looking forward to it very much so. Um, and so the day that we're going out is going to be Sunday. We will not. But we so this is what we're going to do and we'll probably be out, but we'll still kind of like jump on for a few moments around this time just to say hi, just to kind of show our face. Yeah, Nate? yeah we'll be out and about. So you'll see us out and about like we're not going to like film none of the people unless they want to be filmed or whatever or whatever you call it. But we will still show up on next sunday which is actually february the 13th so i just want to say it may not be a full-blown you're not gonna get a full episode, episode so podcast, it's... but we will pop on um, on seven o'clock and you know talk a little bit if we can't you know smile and then say okay we finna eat or something like that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but still tune in on sunday at seven okay so god bless we love you all and we'll see you next week for a second See you later. Thanks for watching Living with the Spectrum. Living with the Spectrum. Love y'all. Me and Mike said bye, y'all. Director today, huh? <laughs>